Hi, my name is Zara. And my name is Maisha. And you're listening to That's What They Said. Where we break down the them versus us narrative. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at That's What They Said Podcast and on Twitter at What They Said See It. We'd love to hear from you. Hi, everyone. Today we're discussing the U.S. election, which I'm pretty sure everybody has been following and is probably more interested in than their own country's elections, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, same here, pretty much. So the good news is we woke up yesterday morning and Joe Biden won. Woo! Woo! Well, at least according to Associated Press and Fox News, he had 290 electoral votes as opposed to Donald Trump, who had 214. Mm-hmm. From the popular vote, 75 million people approximately voted for Joe Biden and 70 million voted for Trump. So that's 50.6% of the vote to Biden and about 47.7% to Trump. And and Biden received the most votes ever by a presidential candidate. And Trump's one is also, I think, top two or top three. So basically, yeah. they've got hard they had They had good voter turnout this yeah. year. Because yeah. well, it was an important election, right? Yeah. It was an important election for Americans as well as for the rest of the world. Yeah, it truly was. And I think, because... I guess most people are aware of it, but I think it, it really came down this election to sort of like, for like at least as a, as a non-American, mm-hmm. for, when I think about it, I think for America, it was about how, like all these values that you guys kind of represented and who you thought you were Americans, Trump was so contradictory to all of that, yeah. right? And to see, for example, even when you see a president to be this like, one would expect that, you know, like, oh, be gracious about losing, right? He's still saying that, yeah. oh, like, you know, there's, like, a shit happening or border fraud or count is not complete or illegal, whatever it is, right? Yeah. And so you think about it that it was recent, it was essentially about decency this election, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you want the leader of your world to be representing you like this. Because yeah. I, I don't, like, I feel like even, even though Biden actually won the presidency, Right, presidency. At the end of the day, if you look at the Senate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Senate, it is a tie right now. I think forty-eight to forty between the two, and then two races are going up to runoffs in January. So, essentially, I think that is a better representation of to the or better question, a better answer to the question that whether or not the country has you know moved towards more Democrats or Republican values. Mm-hmm. And by that, if you look at the Senate numbers, you can see that. Uh, no, it hasn't necessarily. So the presidential election itself came down to whether you thought Trump was the leader that you wanted to be represented by. Yeah, because you know throughout the world, America's reputation did start to go down, mm-hmm. which is actually one of the main principles that Joe Biden kind of ran on. Mm-hmm. That I will restore America to its yeah. like previous reputation. Yeah. yeah. So other than that, I guess it's also important for America because a lot of people feel like their rights are being taken away, right? Yeah. Like, Transgender people, uh, women, women, immigrants, color. women of color, uh, other people of color. They just they, they don't feel like they are welcome anymore in America. Yeah. So I think race, um, gender issues, those are very important issues for Americans. Yeah. They kind of feel like it's on the edge of the cliff, yeah. you know, that it's not being given the importance that it should be. Mm-hmm. And obviously on top of that, COVID-19. Yeah. I, yeah, I think America it, suffered a lot because of COVID-19. It's one yeah. of the... It's the worst affected country. Yeah, worst affected country in the world from COVID. So I think that's yeah. a really important issue for this election. Do you think that if, it was, like, if COVID was not in the picture, so do you think Trump would have won? I honestly think he might have because yeah. 70 million people voted for him. That yeah. means... And if his vote, his, that's higher than how many votes from 2016. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a lot higher. I think he gained, what, 60 
five million yeah, last year. Yeah. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. So when you think that he actually was able to galvanize more people and advice to come out and vote for him, even in the middle of a pandemic, even with his bizarre shit that he says, mm-hmm. his racist, white supremacist, misogynist, all the basically worst things, right? Yeah. Like, and I think by now it's obvious to our listeners as are, and I am definitely more liberals. Yes. Um, on the Go left Biden. spectrum. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, not necessarily. But not necessarily all, Biden. Yeah. But, yeah. But we are on the left spectrum. But yeah, I think I think. Yeah, I think if it was before COVID, I think Trump would have won. I because think, so I think too. for right now, for Biden, was really the last few months was is what. I mean, if it's pre-COVID, I actually mean imagine the elections happened back in March or in February. I think Trump would have won because in the last few months, what happened? There were two things. One was COVID, yeah, of course, and you know uh, people and BLM, Black Lives Matter, right? George Floyd's death that really sort of like uh, galvanized a lot of people. But even then, I think. Uh, in compared to June versus September, I think one one uh, poll, um, one polling firm they did a poll, and for uh, white people, uh, in June it was thirty seven percent of white people saying that race is something they consider uh, important mm-hmm. to their voting uh, uh, for their votes and uh, to decide who to vote for. Whereas in I think September it was like eighteen percent or something. This is from a Vox article that I okay, read. Yeah. So if you really think about it, right, like. Um, it, it changed last so I think the pandemic I think the pandemic changed a lot because at the end of the it day, did, the pandemic yeah. didn't really you know choose by race or gender or anything or LGBT or whatever it just affected everyone mm-hmm. so if, if it wasn't for the pandemic I think that he would have won probably yeah because there's still a lot of people who hold republican values yeah. dear to them yeah such as gun control such as pro-life, pro-life. Yeah, the economy, yeah. and a lot of people do believe that the economy has been better under Donald Trump mm-hmm. I mean there's been a huge decline because of COVID yeah but there's a high chance that he might have won if it wasn't for COVID-19. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think, uh, just to add to that one more point, it's about the fact that I think Trump made a lot of people feel hurt, mm-hmm. right? Which by Rural didn't. America. Exactly. And if you really think about it, I think, yeah, I mean, COVID, is, and even even when Trump got COVID, a lot of people actually started supporting him again. Yeah. It looked like, you know, he could get through it, so could we sort of, and yeah. we sort of could relate to people like that, but yeah. Mm-hmm. No. And I think that the election was not only significant for the US to sort of, you know, mm-hmm. get get a leader that they want on the world stage representing them. I think it's also important for the world, right? Because I think for me, like I think about coming from Bangladesh country, just a developing country, right? Um, I think similar to Bangladesh, a lot of developing countries and even developed nations, a lot of them was like looks up to the U.S. is like standard bear democracy. Exactly, like it's the most free and fair country. Yeah, world's first democracy. Exactly. Now the world's most modern democracy is what what we term it, right? They have tremendous influence yeah, over the yeah. rest of the world. And and I think that I remember so growing up um, in our uh, local elections, like our sorry national elections in Bangladesh, you, Europe. U.S. They would always send observers, mm-hmm. to sort of observe the elections free and fair, and then they made a, a judgment or made a or basically announced a conclusion of whether they thought. Yeah. Um, and they did this for not just Bangladesh, for a lot of developing countries in Asia and Africa, and I think that to us is sort of now democracy. Yeah, it's yeah. Sort of critical <laughs> to see that you know for all um, for all the judgments and sort of like you know the the. the the comments that we heard from you and fairly so because back then the US was the first democracy now to see it to be reduced to this uh, nation where 
you have a president who's clearly lost, but he's claiming voter fraud, mm-hmm. which didn't happen. Yeah, who hasn't even conceded till this it's, point. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, yesterday when Biden won, um, um, every, I think a lot of um, news media, news outlets, and social media channels, news media outlets were showing like this comparison of how when John McCain lost in 2008 against yeah. Barack Obama, he actually said that I just called Obama and congratulated him. Yeah, right? even Donald Trump did. Yeah, sorry, even uh, Donald Trump received a call. Exactly, even yeah. Donald Trump received a, talk, uh, received a call from Hillary Clinton. Exactly. Yeah, so, and it usually happens within a few hours of once the president's called, as mm-hmm. in like, laterally to one. Yeah. But to think that Biden won is been a full day and Trump hasn't conceded, he's still claiming voter fraud. And it, see, for the world, this election was important to sort of sort of see a leader again who represented the United States as we all knew. Yeah, right? the free and fair nation. Exactly. Yeah. Because in a way, if you think about it, with Trump being the US president, a lot of autocratic governments around the world actually gained more power. A lot of populist leaders came in place. Yeah. And even though one could argue, no, it's more about their local politics, the US doesn't have an effect. Of course, yes, it has an effect. Because when you have the leader of the, in quotation, free world, yeah. uh, uh, say, on so much racist and sexist and just anti-LGBTQ and just anti, basically anti-decent shit, right? Yeah, anti-decent <laughs> good yeah. word there. Anti-decent yeah. shit. Uh, and then you think about, it, it kind of emboldens all these other leaders, right? Exactly. So let's talk about the Philippine head, right? Duterte, or talk about Bolsonaro in Brazil, yeah. or even Yuki's current prime minister. He is, he ran Boris Johnson, yeah. Yeah, so if you think about it, that a lot of people feel emboldened. Why? Because they're yeah. their big brother. The yeah, big and brother all of nation. his, all of his like close friends, once again in quotations or allies or whatever, was like North Korea. Him and mm-hmm. Kim Jong Un were like best friends. Yeah. And then Putin, yeah. and then Boris Johnson, right? Yeah. So he was definitely, as you were saying, empowering or emboldening that kind of leadership yeah. throughout the world. Yeah. The conserv like far right conservatives were kind of coming out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The right wingers, right? And, mm-hmm. and the thing is. It's not everyone is entitled to their opinion, right? But it's just that for like 244 years of its existence, the U.S. has espoused and preached the certain values of democracy and freedom of expression yeah. and human rights. And now in the last four years, all of that was eroded by yeah. Donald Trump's presidency. So I think for the world, it was like, because the world was also like moving towards those values mm-hmm. or trying to embrace them, right? In their own culture or in, own, in their form of government. And, you know, the U.S. is also involved in so many peace deals, even between mm-hmm. Algeria and Azerbaijan and mm-hmm. so many, so many peace deals, so many, um, basically any sort of deals that happen, the U.S. is kind mm-hmm. of a mediator yeah. for them. So the U.S. does play a part in everybody's, mm-hmm. almost everybody's government. Yeah. Right? yeah. And then they have military bases everywhere. Yeah. So you just, you just have to, basically care about the U.S. election yeah. and, as and a citizen of the See, world. and, and as, a, as a country, uh, or I guess as a citizen of a country where, yes, um, I don't think maybe votes count as much, mm-hmm. because I'm not going to lie, like maybe my country's not a perfect democracy, yeah. right? But, um, sure. and voter fraud allegations happen a lot in developing countries over the ele- uh, elections. Yeah. Um, so for Trump to come out and as president to say that, um, there's voter fraud in the U.S. election. First of all, it's disrespectful for your own country, your own country, because you're disrespecting the system, which works very well in yeah. your country, right? People vote counts. Um, and your party is 
the main party right now. Yeah. It's happening under your watch. Yeah, right? so what do you mean? Like, it, it, it doesn't count yeah. or they're not. And secondly, you're disres- it's disrespectful to other countries where votes don't matter, where voter fraud actually happens, where mm. people are casting ballots and then finding out that their ballot has already been casted. Yes. My mother. <laughs> it happened to my mother in Bangladesh. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go, right? Mm-hmm. So, that your right to choose to vote to the person or the party who you want to, it gets taken away. So, it, 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 I don't think I don't think a lot of people in working or relatively functional, good, well-functioning democracies actually understand the value of their vote, mm-hmm. right? Even in this is a bit sidetracked, but uh, from U.S. election, but in British Columbia recently we had provincial elections, yeah. And there were a lot of people, even young people, who didn't vote, mm-hmm. right? They just didn't care. Yeah. Whereas I think as citizens of countries where your vote doesn't really matter and you realize it's disregarded, you just realize that. It's so important to vote. Yeah, it is. So anyway, it's like your duty. You know how people say it's a right or yeah. a privilege? They, that's usually the, the debate. Yeah. But it's almost your duty as yeah, a citizen. Yeah, it's a civic duty. Like, yeah. You can't have a fully functioning democracy unless you vote. Because yeah. what other way do you voice your opinion? Yeah. What other part do you have in a democracy? Exactly. Like, exactly. it wouldn't be a democracy unless it was, like, by the people, right? Yeah. And the only way the people can really have a say is by, vote. by voting. Exactly. So, yeah. it's, it's, so for Trump to claim voter fraud when it's not voter fraud, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think what, what was different in this election was that it, there was just a significantly higher number of mail-in ballots because yeah, of COVID. Yeah, right? that's true, yeah. So mail-in ballots, that's kind of where the biggest conspiracy theory that <laughs> Trump is getting right now, right? Like, So first of all, he's saying mail-in votes, ballots, there could be fraud with the post, right? Post yeah. office, people are sending in mail-in ballots after the date. After November 3rd. After November 3rd, people are sending in multiple ballots. Apparently, he's claiming, I don't know if it's true, but one envelope came with multiple votes in it. So he's I saying mean, one person voted they, multiple times. Like, like There could be yeah. like one or two instances of like irregularities, mm-hmm. right? But you can't generalize and just claim voter fraud and then dis- you know dismiss the whole election. Exactly, because mail-in voting or absentee ballot voting has been happening for a long time. Yeah. Like older older citizens as well as military uh, mm-hmm. people who live abroad, it happens, but it just hasn't happened on this scale because yeah. of COVID, right? Yeah. So now so many people, because of the safety of their families and themselves, they're deciding to mail-in votes yeah. rather than go to the polling stations, yeah. right? Because it's not safe for them. For COVID, yeah. So it's like, at this point, it's like, you have to choose between do you care about your family and your own safety or do you care about, like, no, I need to go vote on election day so that there's no drama behind whether yeah. my votes counted yeah. or not. Yeah, so this, I mean, yeah, so mail-in ballots, these were, this is one of, I guess, the bases on which the election was so more, much more dramatic and why, yeah. why the results were dragged out for so many days, right? Mm-hmm. It was essentially like cliffhanger for movies and that it yeah. finished in like 30 minutes it yeah. took four days to finish. Exactly. But, and um, the, the biggest thing was stop counting, right? That was, oh, that was Trump's, horrible. Trump and Trump supporters they were saying stop counting. It's past midnight. Only in places yeah. where Trump was losing so they're like shit stop counting because the margin is less yeah whereas in places like arizona where uh trump was leading it was like, like keep counting vote. keep counting there like, it can't there's more votes for me out there <laughs> so there's literally no sense of right and wrong it just turns to whatever it seems to me is right mm-hmm. I, like i wonder does he not realize this like does this campaign not realize this that this is happening do republicans not see the hypocrisy here is there something we're missing like i don't understand like like it's it's clear, right? Like you're telling them to keep counting, keep counting in Arizona, but you're telling them to stop in Pennsylvania and Georgia. Like, isn't it clear for but anybody? You know, you really, you really think about it. That I think when he realizes he was able to come in power and then he was able to survive the last four years, getting impeached, getting uh, basically what 
all the moral values, mm-hmm. he didn't have any. Basically, we still yeah. survive four years, right? It emboldens you. It makes you feel like you're invincible. It makes you feel like you can bend the law, you can bend yeah. the rules. And I imagine it's quite embarrassing to be a one-term president. It's not very common. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, he, he was a full-term president. One, you have to commend him for that, yeah, right? A lot of true. people. He wasn't impeached. Yeah, he wasn't. He was impeached by the but house, he, but yeah. But he never got dragged out of office. Like I remember when he wanted to use the scene, so many people were like, "He's gonna survive a year." You know, yeah. two years. And I'm like. And the thing is, he didn't just survive a year or two years. He gained more followers. Oh, exactly. Yeah. There you and go. there's many people that do believe in his policies. Like yeah. whether it's there's many people that don't believe in his racial, yeah, whatever, yeah. blah blah blah, his racism, sexism, blah blah blah. But they do believe in some of his policies, right? Because Which we'll he, talk about he, later, I guess, yeah. in, in a bit. But like in general, yeah, I kind of feel bad for the guy. But I'm also like, you're acting crazy and childish. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. mail-in ballots are legit. Every one of these votes needs to be counted. If they're postmarked November third, they need to be counted, right? Yeah. And they, you and can't just stop voting and not count a certain number of votes. Mm-hmm. What was the point of voting then? If it's yeah. just based on projections and whatever, there's really no point, right? Yeah. I just don't. Just idea of just like projecting a winner <laughs> at midnight and like without with countries still at eighty-five percent or seventy-six percent counted. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, just give them like leading. Like, okay, they're George, uh, Donald Trump is leading in Georgia, uh, Arizona. Biden is leading. Just don't declare the state already until you're like at ninety five percent votes in, right? And you know it what I think? I just think that it just gives so much anxiety to people. Yeah. Right. Like you're, I don't know, getting an update like every second. Yeah, like, I kept refreshing the page, yeah. <laughs> and, and but it's being dragged over four days. Like it's. I mean, I saw so many like. You know, like self care, all of that. Talk yeah, coming I on. did. Like, yeah, this weekend is so stressful. Like you know, what are you yeah. doing to unwind? And I'm like, who knew an election could be dragged like for four days? Yeah, I'm I actually just... called, like, reached out to my American friends, and like, are you guys okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's crazy. It's like it's stressful for us, so I can't even imagine how stressful it is for Americans who's like yeah. entire yeah, future. I, I, it's it's interesting. Um, so one of my childhood friends, she lives in Boston, and remember the day of the election, she posted a story uh, on her Instagram to. Say that how a lot of internationals will give, get a lot of shit from their families and friends who don't live in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Basically saying that oh my god you guys live in a country where Donald Trump is in power and blah 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 yeah. or you know or you guys are so racist and everything because she always makes this point where people always just because the U.S. that you see on TV which is very much what New York or California yeah. is that that is the U.S. Whereas the U.S. that you don't see on TV is as much of a pop as much as big in size as the liberals. Mm-hmm. But it comes with shock. And then exactly. you shit on the people who live in the U.S. I remember yeah. she was just saying that you're going to get a lot of anxiety. Those who are living in the U.S. will just come, like, ignore. Ignore. Yeah. Like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Some people. And another thing is, and she said this, because she was saying that a lot of people don't even give shit about their own local politics, and then they're going to come shit on U.S. politics. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. I mean, it's true. You, you, and you know what? That just goes to show you how much influence the U.S. has in the world. Right? Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. so important. Yeah. So important. But yeah, no. Um, kind of going back to the point that um, Zara mentioned that how Trump was able to sort of increase his base, mm-hmm. right? Seventy million people voted for him, right? And not just that. According to exit polls, exit polls being like um the polls that are taken by polling centers as soon as a person comes out of the uh, uh polling station after voting, casting their vote. Mm-hmm. So it's done on November third in this case. Yeah. Exit polls showed that Trump gained um. His support amongst people of color, three uh, percent. His support, his, inc- his support amongst uh, Black, Latinx, and Asian American voters mm. increased by three percent compared to 2020, yeah. and that's surprising, right? Yeah, that is. Yeah, that really is surprising. Which 
if compared how, considering how the last six months has been about you know, the conversation surrounding George Floyd's death that extended into what people of color endure in the U.S. and to think that he still was able to gain support, mm -hmm. right? Um, then another uh, fact was that about compared to 2016, yeah. um, his support among white women increased by three percent. But guess how much it was? I said that already. No, I said that, but like it was fifty-five percent of white women, as opposed so, to fifty-two in twenty sixteen. Like so, and so you know, I watched a lot of news channels and I watched a lot of debates, not debates, but like podcasts. Mm -hmm. I listened to a lot of podcasts where they discussed that the that the view of the suburb, which was which um which was highly like dependent on the white women's votes, mm -hmm. was changing. That many white women had after George Floyd's murder realize that there was all these race issues that they never even thought of mm -hmm. so there was all these episodes on podcasts and all these news articles and stuff oh my backpack just fell <laughs> ignore that noise but there's so many articles saying that you know the suburban suburban white women vote was going to change towards the democrats yeah and i was like okay that makes sense you know a lot of people are coming to their senses mm -hmm. blah 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 but it didn't right? yeah and to think that still 55 percent of white women voted yeah. right especially like think about all the issues like there's a lot of things at stake, right, in the U.S. right now for women. Like, you think about one of the biggest reasons why I think Republicans came out in droves to vote for mm -hmm. Trump or just to vote for their senators was that they were they want to roll the way, so basically legalize the uh, end. What am I saying? So for abortion to not be legalized, yeah. right? And to think, and that's an issue that really affects women, but to yeah. think that 52% of white women, sorry, 55% of white women voted for Trump, yeah. it's just goes to show that maybe for women, white women and women of color, women of color, the struggles are a bit different. Yeah. Right? For sure, yeah. But and, and you think that a voter votes on a single issue, but they don't. No. They vote, whether it's um abortion or gun control or economy, they're making decisions that we can't even predict, right? Mm-hmm. So that's when you kinda of see that polling doesn't really always give you the right accurate no, representation no. whether it's an exit poll whether well exit polls yeah they do but like national polling before the election it doesn't it, it's, it's a complete story from the exit polls right yeah. almost yeah yeah, yeah. And, I, and i think what happens sometimes because all the polls up till the election predicted the democrats will have a landslide yeah land, right but guess what the house is tied sorry that, if anything they lost they lost seats in the house right yeah so they're, they're still a majority but the super majority is not there anymore mm -hmm. uh senate is tied once again yeah so like and the president yes biden won but he won by like five million or like two percent basically right yeah. it's not a landslide victory in any way you know right? i thought that all these four years of racism this is this is really going to change yeah. people's minds but it didn't but the, exactly but the fact that trump lost but republicans have made such gains in the house and they're tied in the senate goes to show that republican values are still there still and there. goes to show that a lot of people because I think there's this generalization, right? Yeah. Amongst Trump supporters, that a lot of people who don't like Trump, or a lot of liberals just say, if you're supporting Trump, you support racism, sexism, all of that, right? Mm -hmm. And of course, there is a group who support Trump, they are white supremacists, they are sexist, all of that, right? But that is not the majority. The majority who support Trump supported him because A, he was a Republican candidate for president, yeah. and they supported Republican values, which is exactly. about pro-life, lower taxes, capitalism, gun, um, gun control. Sorry, yeah. gun, no gun control. control. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think abortion is such a big issue in this election yeah. that I never thought it would be, mm -hmm. because many people, many pro-lifers were actually anti-Trump in the beginning because they were like, he's not going to hold uphold the Republican values of pro-life, yeah. but now people are touting him as the most pro-life president. Yeah. So a lot of women, like I've seen videos where, the, what's your number one issue? Abortion. 
Right. So they ignore everything. They ignore the racism. They ignore even COVID-19. They ignore everything. And they focus on, yeah. is he or is he not going to confirm Amy Coney Barrett? Yes, he, got, he confirmed her. Or is he or is he not going to push forward anti-abortion policies? Yeah. And he did, right? Mm-hmm. He's tried multiple times. Yeah. And they're satisfied with that. Yeah. A lot so, of people a lot of people who didn't believe in him to uphold Republican values realize that he does and he goes beyond. Yeah. Than any other Republican president. Exactly. And yeah. and because he did that though, I think that is why in this in the legislature legislative branch, which is that has Senate Congress, Republicans have did well, right? Because exactly. it came down to policies that they can work on and Trump made sure that the judges and the Supreme Court that he's stacking it with they are mm-hmm. more Republican value aligned, right? And yeah. so Trump so at the end of the day, that's the thing. I saw this video, I think on um, it's by now this, and they were interviewing a few uh, black voters who mm-hmm. voted for Trump in 2020. And this one guy says, I never said I like Trump. You assumed it. Mm-hmm. I never said I like Trump. I don't like Trump. It's a question about who, which of the, who, who's the lesser of the two evils. Exactly. And the guy went on to say that it just so happens that some of these things I believe in and uh, Trump turns out it goes to Trump's advantage. So then, you know, it really like, I think because a lot of... What what I think what what made me sort of a bit like I was shocked in a way to see a lot of like left or liberal value like uh, platforms right yeah. it could be a news platform it could be I don't know a clothing company anything so many things right people sharing all this like very like hateful way mm-hmm. to like I saw this one I think it was by a feminist slayer feminist account on yeah. uh, Instagram that sh- was showing how Melania is like I think she had oh. a spade in her hand and she was like kind of like digging something oh or maybe for like gardening or whatever and she was posing with an old photo or whatever and they put a put it next to her it was saying I made grace for my husband. Oh my god. And the thing is, first of all, they were mocking her because she's not native English speaker. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, why would you have to write it like that? Right? Yeah, you could so just they wrote it in her accent. Yeah, which was rude. Like in English. Yeah. Exactly, broken English. And then secondly, I'm like, like if, if that's what Trump would do, mm-hmm. right? Isn't that what we're trying to not, not be? do? Yeah. Which is why I liked Joe Biden's speech yesterday mm-hmm. when he mentioned that it's time to let go of this harsh rhetoric and come together. You know, Trump, Trump supporters are there. Forty-seven percent of your population voted for Trump. Seventy million. People. Yeah, that's a lot of people. This is not like you. There's no landslide victory like the polls suggested. So there's a lot of people that you're alienating by acting like this, and you're never going to come together on important issues if you don't talk about these things yeah. openly with pre-discussion and not with hateful and just unnecessary, yeah. unnecessary yeah. behavior. Yeah. Like it's one thing to criticize Trump to call him out on his um bad behaviors to hold him accountable for his uh for the influence that he's had on, say, white nationalists, blah, blah, blah. But it's another thing to attack his family. It's another thing to attack his wife. It's yeah, just like that. It's just so disgraceful. Dig a grave for him in a meme or whatever. Yeah. And, and say it not even in the right English. Right? Yeah, that's so mean. Entirely, yeah. Right? And I'm just like, so that's the thing, right? Like, I feel like, because it goes back to, like, when the Zara and I, our, our podcast is about, like, sort of them versus us and sort of, like, reconciling the two sides or coming to an understanding where hey we have the same goal it's just yeah. about what what path you want to take so it's like if you think about it Biden's speech was about creating unity because yeah. I think even Biden realizes he is he's going to be leading a very divided nation in the yeah. next year and and the and here's the thing if I'm a Republican but I'm not a white supremacist yeah. or a racist Republican, right? I could be just someone who's just not actively anti-racist, right? Yeah. And for me, maybe racism is not something I care about when I, it's not as important to me up on the list when I cast my ballot. For me, all the other Republican values are more important. But 
So, but when you generalize all of us, I'm thinking somehow it's a yeah, public order. If you generalize all of us as sexist, racist, and all of that, mm-hmm. nobody likes to be called a racist, yeah. except for those who truly are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nobody likes to be called racist if they're not, right? Yeah. It's, very, it's very insulting, mm-hmm. right? Because it means yeah, you're hurting they, someone. They, they might have unconscious bias, they might have many things, but many people are not... They don't, act, yeah, like you said, they're not actively racist. Like they're not gonna go out of their way to disadvantage you. Yeah, which like subconsciously, yeah. their actions and their complacency might have yeah. led to yeah discrimination against you. Yeah. But like, rather than learning to get rid of that unconscious bias, and rather than learning to stop being complacent, then they go the other way. Yeah, they, they're like, okay, now I'm gonna go join the the, the right, like yeah. the far far right, and be yeah. like, you guys are ruining free speech. You guys are doing this. Yeah. So that's what it's a lot of misunderstanding that leads people to go extreme yeah. left, extreme right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's that's the unfortunate part. It's like now is the time. The the division was created by Donald Trump, right? Yeah. 100%. And un, like, and the division was maybe it wasn't created by him. It was accentuated by him. Yeah. Like it was always there. Maybe people in their minds thought something, but they never said it out loud. Yeah. But Donald Trump gave this platform for people who had hidden yeah. dark thoughts in their head. To broadcast it out yeah. there and realize that there's other people who have these thoughts. Yeah. And instead of some instead of being able to get rid of these thoughts with conversation and with more knowledge, yeah. it just got increased because what they're seeing is the left is taking away our freedom of speech, the left is attacking us for being this, 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 for caring yeah. about rural America first rather than mm. another country, blah, 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 right? So yeah, like you know how you were saying about the guy who said I don't like Trump, yeah. I like Republican values. The same way I saw I was listening to a podcast and one of the guys was asked why are you voting for Trump and he's like this is just a guy who works on a farm in mm-hmm. somewhere in rural America and he was like Trump is the first president who hasn't made him feel like a dumb piece of shit you know mm-hmm. made him feel like his job is important as a farmer his um his lifestyle is important his uh just because he doesn't understand certain racial uh stuff certain in deep deep meaning of certain things yeah. he's not just insignificant and he's not like someone who can't be fixed so he kind of made him feel like he's worth something and that's yeah. why he voted for him regardless of the fact that whatever Trump made him feel is substantial or not, whether it's just an idea, whether it's just a feeling, the fact that he felt like he was important, whether or not it was wrong, and I'm, wrong just, feeling I'm just that Trump gave. But maybe for some of us our listeners, they're just like, some of, some of our listeners might just be very thinking that, oh my God, like, no, you can't yeah. even like try understanding the other side. Of this. But just to make it clear, we are, we are a lot of the, Zara and I, our identities are a lot of the groups that Trump has targeted. Mm-hmm. So people of color, Muslims, a lot of them were we under yeah. this umbrella. So one would expect, mm-hmm. yeah, one would expect that we would just hate on him or hate on all of his supporters. But the thing is, um, we need to understand because yeah. if if you just choose the path of hating someone, not even sitting down on a, on a, at a table to have that discussion, there is no constructive way forward. Exactly. Right. At the end of the day, both sides is going to end up losing. Exactly. No, I hundred percent. So, so I think what we're trying to say here is that at the end of the day, no, all Trump supporters can't just be put in a box of yeah. racist, exactly, supporting, not supporting women's rights, or just hating, right? Because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people in color, women, uh, a lot of women, a lot of um, LGBTQ people, and I think um, was is it Vice or um, any Vice, right? We see and Kadar and I we watched YouTube videos. Remember one of the does these like. Uh, Republican versus Democrat, but of different like. Um, oh, I think it's Jubilee, right? Jubilee, yeah, yeah, yeah Jubilee. Jubilee, yeah. They bring like these different like Republican Democrats, but like not white people only. It's, yeah. Like, all the Latin groups, yeah, black people, 
yeah. LGBTQ. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. So I think it, it, it's interesting because there's a lot of significant educated people yeah. who are black, who are on the conservative side, yeah. educated Latinos who are on the yeah. Um, yeah. conservative side, which you don't expect. Yeah. And for example, um, Trump won Florida this year. Mm-hmm. And one of the major reasons why he won Florida was because the Latinx Americans came out and voted for him in huge droves. And why mm-hmm. one would, I like, even I was surprised because I think I, is because because as, as, as a liberal, I guess, and this is how Democrats think of it as well, is that Latinx Americans mm-hmm. are a monolith. So yeah. all of them believe in one mm-hmm. thing and their only priority is race. Yeah. But I think this video by now this um, is, is was showing that a lot of these Latinx Americans were Cuban Americans or Venezuelan Americans. And they yeah. were saying that they went for Trump over Biden because Biden was running like with Kamala Harris yeah. and uh, Democrats in general as a party came up with a lot of democratic socialism, right? right? Social policies. So for these um, people, they have they have faced the worst of socialism or communism, communism. in their respective home countries or their ancestors yeah. did. So to think that their country, the country that they immigrated or came either illegally or legally to find a new life, to think this country is going to head towards that direction, yeah. they just that fear of that made them vote mm-hmm. for Trump. Yeah, and that's a good point. You said the fear. Mm-hmm. This is a, this is both sides have this right. Like the the left has this fear that under under Republican America, under Red America, racism, sexism, uh, bodily autonomy is not going to exist, right? Yeah. And the right has a fear that America is going to turn into some socialist place. And the truth is, it's not going to turn into some communist socialist place yeah. because democratic socialism and socialism is not the same thing. Yeah, you cannot turn America land of the free with the constitution that no, no one wants to ever no, give up. No. no one ever wants to amend. You, that's not going to turn into a socialist thing. It's like it's like you know how people sometimes like even even Warren Buffett has said, and this guy's made as much money as one can from capitalism. He's, you know, he has said that capitalism has its flaws. Yeah, nobody can deny it because capitalism has widened inequality, but it is still the best method best way the society can function in order for people to flourish and yeah. you know increase their standard of living yeah because democratic socialism is just like an amendment to capitalism yeah you're it's not just, like you're becoming a communist state exactly you're just fixing some of the more like uh issues like healthcare and all of that that affects exactly. a lot of people in order mm-hmm. to make sure that that those holes in capitalism that you know that don't address people's basic issues yeah. they get filled yeah right? the ones that cause inequalities exactly so yeah. it's, it's so that's the thing that you, and you just said right that you know one party fearing one thing and the other party fearing one thing and then just because you're scared you're running in two different directions mm-hmm. and labeling the other as extreme socialists or extreme racists yeah right? and, and it, it takes the conversation nowhere yeah and the truth right. is like you can alter someone's mindset like maybe not socialism capitalism but in terms of racism, you can talk to someone and make them see your side. So maybe someone is leaning a little closer to being racist than being supportive of rights, uh, everybody's equal rights. But you can talk to them if you show them, like, no, we're not, black people are not being shot because they oppose the police. They're being shot because there is this unconscious bias in police that black people are more likely to commit crimes. If they have a gun, they're going to pull on them. They're yeah. trying, whatever, right? So there's these conversations that can be had. Yeah. But it's like, they're so alienated that they're like, I'm gonna go join the Proud Boys instead. So I don't know. This is what the word alienated. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's the thing, right? At the end of the day, um, and oh, the because you mentioned that example of um, that what you heard about that farmer, right? I, I read a lot of places where a lot of Republicans think the Democrats are elitist, right? They look yeah. down at the Midwest. They look down at places like Kansas, people from Kansas, Kansas just yeah. because they're not as I guess city people or like you know educated as maybe mm-hmm. oh, like a lot of these big city people. So I think you know, and that that pushes them towards Republicans because they think so. It's not like you're so. 
it's not so much as you're supporting someone because you support yeah. them. It's more that you're supporting them because the alternative is not what yeah. you like. And that's why so many people like Donald Trump because mm-hmm. he wasn't a Yale graduate. He wasn't a Harvard graduate. He was, which is weird to me because he's still like the son of a rich businessman <laughs> who grew up in Park Avenue, New York City, and you guys are taking him as your leader for the alienated. Yeah. But like the truth is he's had privilege all his whole life, but he's not a politician. Yeah. So people were like, finally, someone who's maybe smart, a businessman who's made it on his own, mm-hmm. maybe on his own, who knows, <laughs> like, is going to save us, is going to care about us. And I think his rhetoric definitely made me feel like they're being cared for. Yeah. 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 And another thing that I've been noticing on my Instagram feeds with, is that many people have been saying, if you're a Trump supporter and you're in my friend list, I suggest you unfriend me right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the risk of sounding too supportive of the Trump Brigade, just because I'm trying to just like try to say that you have to understand both sides. Like I'm definitely a biased supporter, but I think that's a bit extreme. Yeah, like, I mean, to, if to you cut someone off, how are you gonna converse yeah, with them? Yeah, because you know some of the most um, conversations that I have had with family members and whatnot about someone who has different opinions in these times that I've been able to learn the most that they've been able to sympathize with mm-hmm. me, right? Whether it was about women's rights issues or whatever. So you can't just delete. Yeah, if someone is extremely racist like, yeah. on your on your Instagram page and he's constantly posting um, false information and you're just annoyed by them, mm-hmm. unfriend them, you know? Like, block that them. That makes sense. Yeah, if, if they're getting on your nerves, if you just don't want them on your list, that's fine. But to put a statement out there that if you're a Trump supporter, you don't belong on my list, I feel like it's a bit extreme. Yeah. I think, yeah. I don't think that's gonna go it's not gonna help you go anywhere because as you said not all Trump supporters no. are gun wielding people who are racist they're, they're not all supporters not all Trump supporters are uh, proud boys or KKK yeah they're not all Kyle Rittenhouse like that's yeah. not they're not gonna go at a rally and try to shoot up black yeah. people right exactly exactly and, and, I, and I think that's the thing and, and everybody everybody just sort of like puts all Trump supporters under one box and yeah. at the end of the day uh, you need to like understand that 70 million people mm-hmm. voted for him yeah not all 70 millions are white supremacists but the, there is a huge chunk that believe in a lot of the Republican values right exactly. so if you're just so you say if you disregard Trump supporters you're kind of disregarding half of the country right yeah and you're saying this half is not important to make someone feel unimportant like alienated yeah um that just pushes them farther into the place where they are accepted, which happens to be under Trump brigade or Republican yeah. or some or some even extreme right mm-hmm. views, right? Yeah. So it will it'll yeah, going back to Joe Biden's speech, right? Because he recognizes Joe Biden because Biden's not far left. No, he's the center uh, left, right? Yeah. And he, he realizes that the divisions are so wide mm-hmm. and so prominent that he needs to find a way. Because if 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 if, if you just if you just assume something about one person and you disregard them, mm-hmm. the, co- the conversation won't go nowhere. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. But that definitely does not mean that Trump hasn't influenced a lot of these mm-hmm. white nationalists. His recent like refusal to condemn white supremacy because oh, he's just tired so of condemning bad. them is what he's saying. Yeah. Like, yes, he has condemned them in previous um, statements. In like what during, during during like 2016 during that 2016, campaign. but not yeah. during his presidency. But this, not, not during his and not really during this campaign. No. He's like refused to say I condemn white supremacy. He just turns it back on Antifa every time. Right? And and he and, and, and see he at the end of the day wanted to stay in power. And see, we should. It's important that you just don't look at this. Look at it this way: Trump is not one person who's leading this. You know, black hole shit of values or whatever, right? Yeah. He is essentially Trump is a representation of a lot of people. 
just the, reveal the cracks. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. A lot of a lot of Republican, a lot of Republican leaders are racist. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are sexist. A lot of them are like Trump. Yeah. But a lot of Democratic people are like uh, that yeah, too. Yeah, a lot of Democrats are too. So, so it's 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 not a simple solution in your in our mind thinking. Oh, just because Trump is voted out of office, all of these values go Trump away. Trumpism stays. Exactly. Oh, I mean, and I. I won't even call it necessarily Trumpism because mm-hmm. I think now it's like you found a face to put to all these values. Yeah. But a lot of these old motherfucking like senators, <laughs> yeah, um, they've done creepy ass shit. Yeah, and just that shit exactly. But maybe they just didn't get caught as much exactly because right? they were politically correct. Exactly, exactly. So, so it's important to understand that these values might like might not be in a presidential office, but they will be lurking in, in the, the corners. Yeah, lurking in the minds and hearts. A lot of American people. Mm-hmm. So in order to root out these values, you need to have conversations because some Americans, first of all, they don't care about it enough, yeah. and for some, they live for it. Yeah. Right? In one way, I think it's actually good that Joe Biden has become president, and not someone who's extremely left. Yeah. Because Joe Biden has a record of working with Republicans and yeah. Democrats. Yeah. He's kind of always been known as someone who doesn't just side with your party because they're right. Yeah. He's worked on several deals with Republicans, so. I'm hoping some yeah, sense he, he of might unity. Have, he might be a better president so, for divided nations such as the U.S. Yeah, right so I think he might be the right president for divided nations. But he's old, man. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> but Kamala's great, so yeah. But yeah, so like Trumpism, that word that you said, right? Like I read an article on Fox News that said the message of the of the 2020 election: Trump lost, but Trumpism did not. So what exactly is Trumpism, right? Like. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to define because it's obviously not a real ideology. It's kind of like but that's just his brashness, his America first, his individual first. Mm-hmm. Like we must care for ourselves, not for the rest of the world. Like he he booked out a NAFTA, he booked mm-hmm. out a Paris Accord. Yeah. He was like, no, America is going to be put first, and that's mm-hmm. I, ideally the America first kind of puts a lot of white rural people being like, we were never put first, so now we're going to put ourselves first. Yeah, right. So he but brought see, that out. But see, as as, as non-American. And that that just is extremely frustrating. Yeah. Because if you are so happy with America first, why the hell do you put your nose in everybody else's <laughs> yeah. shit, right? Why do you go interfering in everybody else's pocket? Clearly, yeah. you want to be a global leader. Yeah. So you can't have it both ways, you know, like mm-hmm. eat the cake and whatever ice cream. Yeah. Um, <laughs> eat the cake and have it too. All our bags are falling today. Ignore <laughs> the noises in the background. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah it, 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 when I think about it, I'm like, you can't have that make America great again and America first approach, but it will stay yeah. because it's very you know what what Trump has done in to, because to do this at a scale he did, which is as president, it sort of like makes validate these people's thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Like we should be prioritized. And I'm like, but I feel like at the same time, these people like in Midwest or a lot of rural Americans, they don't realize that your country is going around butting its head and a lot of other people's business. So your actions are different than what you think the country is doing. So as a non-American, my point is you either, either, if you want to go down this road of America first, then stick to your business. Don't come, you're putting your nose in every other country's business. I guess, isn't that what Trump was trying to do? Like he wanted to get America out of people's business? I don't know if, obviously you can't really succeed in that in four years. No. Because there's, there's still American troops in lots of places. But, but and no, yeah. it's it's that's the thing. I think it's important for everyone to remember that Trump might be out of office, but his values values live, right? Yes. And and these four years he survived because his um Republican senators were supporting him mm-hmm. so loyally. Yeah. So if you really think about that, those senators are still in power 
right? Freaking 78-year-old Mitch McConnell still power. <laughs> and many of them are not supporting him right now as he's calling voter fraud. Just because they're, they're realizing that, okay, it's kind of pressing his trust out of office, but we're not, so we've got selfish now. But yeah. they still believe in these values. Politics is a dirty place. Shit. Yeah, this is why populist leaders like Donald Trump win because they're like, we don't want the regular old cheating, lying politician. Yeah. We want someone new mm-hmm. to change. And mm-hmm. Joe Biden is definitely not new. He's, as Trump likes to say, forty. What is it? Forty-seven years, yeah. and then you've done yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what he can do in his old age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I saw this quote from Michelle Obama that I think kind of summarizes this whole division that America has right now. That division that America has to deal with right now mm-hmm. to heal. Um, she said, let's remember that tens of millions of people voted for the status quo, even when it meant supporting lies, hate, chaos, and division. We've got a lot of work to do to reach out to these folks in the years ahead and connect with them on what unites us. Mm-hmm. So I right now, it. yeah, that's the reputation that America has, that Trump has, that Trump's party has, lies, hate, chaos, and division. But that's not necessarily the message oh. that Republicans have always followed. Yeah, the right? supporters, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and that's a very... That's that she that's exactly what she, she was trying to do and she said that that she's trying to reach out to those people, mm-hmm. not the white supremacist Republicans, not the racist or sexist or all the Trump Republicans necessarily, yeah. but Republicans who have existed for you know, centuries side by side along Democrats, yeah. who existed in Obama's election as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, then it was not a big issue for them. It's just you had different priorities. But all the priorities at the end of the goal of everything was to make the country better, how you see a better country, right? Yeah. So that's the thing. It's, it's sort of like, yeah, well said, Michelle. So on that note, actually, going back to a point that you made, that rural America felt kind of left out yeah. from the rest of America. And that's why they were emboldened by Trump to be like, put us first. They felt hurt. Yeah. So that kind of goes back to this never-ending debate that America has the Electoral College, mm-hmm. right? So the Electoral College is how the Americans vote, which is very different from anywhere else in the world where right. the popular vote where whoever whichever for example in canada uh, which is a democracy as well um if whichever candidate gets the majority of the votes from people next to be the yes, prime minister exactly but the u.s they use an electoral college where every, each state has a certain number of electoral votes and if a person wins that state then they get those votes and then they have to they reach, get all of the votes. they got all of the votes even not if, even yeah, like even if they won maybe just the one percent of the state vote yeah all the electoral votes would mm-hmm. go to that person exactly yeah and then they need 270 to win yeah so the reason that this electoral college actually exists it was back in 1787 it's like an age-old tradition mm-hmm. um was because certain smaller states felt that they wouldn't be given the same amount of representation as a bigger state mm-hmm. right so say mostly rural states they felt like as a smaller state as a state with less population we're not going to be treated equally during election season so that's why what the Electoral College aims to do is give each state the amount of votes as per their population. So it's fair. And to uh, just to add to that, yeah. bit, um, uh, it's the fact that the, these rural states were mostly the southern states. Yeah. And it came down to basically when you're counting number the population for Electoral College, you're thinking about free people. And southerners yeah. had more slaves. The number of free people was much less compared to the northern states, which is why southern states were worried that their say would be less. Exactly. Had, yeah. Yeah. So essentially, it's basically to give the states that might have been forgotten, yeah. like rural America, I think it's there forgotten, to have more say in the election. And the reason that electoral votes actually exist is because so you're not voting for, so you as a citizen of the country are not voting for your president. You're voting for an elector who votes on your behalf for the president. And the reason that this existed back in the 18th century is because 
everyday citizens in the 18th century didn't really have the resources. They lacked the resources to be able to make an educated guess or educated decision on who should be president. They didn't have the internet. They didn't have TV introducing the candidates. Yeah. yeah. So they, they knew somebody basically was appointed to, like a representative, some yeah. rep- representative yeah. was appointed to um, cast a vote for them, essentially, or yeah. cast a vote for the state. Yeah. Right, but I don't think that's relevant now because Everybody, there's internet, there's TV, there's debates. There's debates. Like, I think as a citizen of the United States, you are well-informed, if not at least minimally informed, mm-hmm. to make your own decision. You don't yeah. need someone to it, make a decision on your part. Um, isn't it that, you know, these electors that you vote for, mm-hmm. so say someone in California is voting for, um, when they're casting ballot, they're casting either for the Democrat or the Republican electors, and then, say, Republicans are getting all the electoral, hypothetically, Republicans are getting all the electoral votes, so the electors actually then convene all from across the country, and mm-hmm. then they vote on Joe Biden, or exactly. such a waste of time It's a resources. waste of time, like, we already know, like, so many states have it that the elector has to vote for the for the party that has the most number of popular votes in the state. Yeah, and like there's some cases where it's not mandatory, so the electors might vote for mm-hmm. the for the party that didn't get the popular vote in their state, but it's very rare. Yeah. And I'm sure it's going to go to court if that happens. Yeah. Like it's just unnecessary. Like yeah. if you if you we can see who has more votes yeah. in each state. Just give it to them. Now yeah. you're calling a bunch of electors together it like seems a bit dated, right? It's like, very dated. It's from the freaking 18th century yeah. like I still don't understand with Americans' obsession with their constitution. Like, <laughs> why do you not want an amendment to your constitution? This was written in the fucking 18th century. <laughs> like, how do you... This is this is the um, tangent here, but this is the argument that I have with my mother all the time about even religion or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, how can you follow something that was written this long ago and not change the interpretation of it? Right? you got to progress with time. Okay, so then, <laughs> to, to, to think from their perspective or to counter, well, if everything can be bent, then there's no anchor to really, like, guide because everything that we think now is right is going to be wrong eventually in the future. So what if... Exactly. So doesn't, so I don't know the answer so, to that. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know the answer to that, no, but it's just annoying. No, because I, no, I, yeah. uh, I, I think I've had this conversation with a few people about, I guess, anything like religion, or I guess if you're the U.S., their constitution is like religion or whatever, but um, this constitution is not the religion, I should... No, yeah. just like, <laughs> no, like both two different things. Yeah, like people the point is to on. believe it, yeah. So, but because I've had conversations with people, religious people, and I think at the end of the day, I think for them it's like okay, it's even religious. Because, for example, I remember a friend of mine; she's Catholic, and she was saying she, someone was asking her, "Oh, do you like go to the church every Sunday?" Mm-hmm. She's like, "No, not really." But then I think on some other Catholic values, she picks. She she does follow you, follow. So the girl, so this person was just telling her that, "Oh, so you're like a cherry cafeteria Catholic? Why? Because in cafeteria you pick and choose from the buffet what food you want." <laughs> yeah, I would say that's the kind of Muslim I am, but <laughs> no, but yeah. I'm not perfect either. But yeah. uh, but I think yes, I think no, that yeah. made me think that I guess for a lot of people they want something like an anchor, which is true. Mm-hmm. There has to be something that doesn't yeah, mold. which is why it's an amendment. It's not a complete exactly. crumple up the paper and dump exactly. it in the garbage. It's exactly. an amendment. Exactly. So basically, tangent aside, what I was trying to get to was that many people think that the electoral college is an outdated system mm-hmm. and it needs to be amended or whatnot, or maybe we need to get rid of the electoral college mm-hmm. and go move to the popular vote which is what the rest of the world kind of follows yeah. right so the i think the arguments here is kind of what we'll go through quickly so the biggest argument to abolish the electoral college is the fact that there's so much emphasis put on say swing states right mm-hmm. so what many people what what candidates end up doing is they end up campaigning in swing states More. numerous amounts of times and they kind of ignore the states that mm-hmm. they know that they're going to 100 win and just to give you an example in 2016 
uh, Hillary Clinton did not even campaign in California because she knew she was going to win the 55 uh, electoral, electoral votes, vote. whereas Trump only campaigned once in Texas because he knew he was going to win all of Texas's electoral votes. But both of them went to Florida over 35 times mm-hmm. because Florida is a swing state. They they don't always vote Republican and they don't always vote Democratic. Mm-hmm. So a Floridian's vote is extremely important because they're trying to convert every Floridian into voting either Democratic or Republican. Each party is trying to convert their vote, mm-hmm. essentially. So they're spending a lot of time, resources, and to, catering to issues that Floridians find important as opposed to issues that, say, Californians find important. On top of that, California actually has a lot of rural land, mm-hmm. almost more than, say, Wisconsin does, right? Mm-hmm. And they have, in 2016 election, 4 million people, over 4 million people voted for Donald Trump. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. But all 55 electoral votes went to Hillary Clinton because she, she, she got 8 million votes, more than 8 yeah, million votes. Yeah. So 4 million people is a lot. That's almost more than a Republican voting in any other place other than, say, Texas yeah. or... What not? So if if California was two different states, yeah. an entire state would have voted for uh, Donald Trump. Right. Same thing in Texas. There's so many people who vote Democratic, but their votes are completely ignored, right? Yeah. So see, another thing I'm looking at is thinking of right now is that okay. So for um, first of all, if the election does come down to only a few swing states, like for example, California, it didn't matter. It, it wasn't important enough to get for Hillary because she knew that everyone's gonna vote for Democrat and she's yeah. gonna get all. So she's going to get the majority popular vote and then get, get all the electoral votes. Yeah. Same for Texas, for Trump. Something that is in a way a bit discriminatory. Even though these are guaranteed states, yeah. right, for each candidate or whichever party, it's in a way discouraging, right? So I think if you're, if you're a Californian or a Texan, you're like, hey, you know what? Like, uh, it doesn't matter if I vote or not in this election because my state will eventually end up being blue or red. Exactly. Right? And and that and, is what happens. Yeah, I and, and if you think about it, it's point of democracy because we're talking about it mm-hmm. earlier right it's, it's your civic duty to vote right yeah and a fully functioning democracy requires everyone to vote but if you're not if incentivized or not feeling that you're realizing regardless of the outcome your vote doesn't yeah. matter right mm-hmm. if, exactly if, yeah electoral college essentially in could one can argue is, is it disincentivizes people to vote exactly right? exactly and like the argument back then the reason that the electoral college existed was because rural states felt like their vote wasn't being counted enough mm-hmm. or that the candidates were not giving them as much importance. Yeah. But now, these big places, these big uh, states who, or these like not, not opposite of swing states, I guess, those states, they're not really being given importance, right? Yeah. And because California actually has way more immigrants, way more people of color than, um, say what, what's a swing state? Ohio, right? Yeah, yeah. Or is Ohio a swing state? Arizona. Arizona. Let's yeah. say Arizona. Yeah. It has way more um, people of color, yeah. way more... Uh, LGBTQ people, yeah. so their their concerns are kind of being pushed yeah. aside, right? Yeah. So maybe they won't come out and vote. Exactly, which is historically true. Not many people of color have come out to vote until this election. Many people came out to vote because yeah. they were like, our issues are on this ballot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, the Electoral College is like, you're so, so what it comes down to is giving power to a few states or a few people to say, right? Exactly. So in a way, you're kind of like... Uh, creating a class system within the voters, right? Yeah. If you're from a swing state, you're like a first-class voter because your exactly. vote counts more. Mm-hmm. If you're from a guaranteed state, your vote counts less because, hey, you know what? Like, even to the point that like, sometimes I think, you know, like, I don't, I don't know if voters even think of it like that, but hey, I'm taking granted to the point that they're not going to even, like, Hillary Clinton didn't even go to California once. I know. Like, think about it. Yeah, so, yeah and um, the thing is, many people argue that a person in Ohio would say have more. One vote counts for more. Because um, the way that the Electoral College works is that your the number of Electoral College votes that you have, that each state has, depends on the number of representatives you have, which depends on the population. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, 
two two senators per um, per state. So say for California, then they have 53 representatives, and then they have two senators. Then they have 55 electoral college votes. But it's also mandatory for each state to have three electoral votes because each state has at least one representative and two senators. So what they're saying is, so because there's a total of 538 electoral votes, so what happens is the, the number of votes actually gets taken away from a bigger state and given to a smaller one just so they can reach the minimum three mm-hmm. electoral votes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for Ohio, an example is like they have 11.6 million people living there. So if the electoral college is actually decided by the percent of population living in each state as opposed to the rest of the U.S., then Ohio would get 20 votes. But right now it gets 18 because um, there's only 538 votes. So those two votes are actually taken away to give it to a smaller state who has who needs to have a mandatory three votes, right? But population-wise, they wouldn't even account for three mm-hmm. electoral votes. So it's kind of like you're taking away votes from one one state based on population given to another. So there's a lot of inequality, basically, in the system that this kind of might not even make sense to a lot of people. But essentially what many people are trying to say is, like, some states have one one electoral vote is worth more people than another state. So there's all these arguments towards why the electoral college does, does just doesn't work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And on the other side, people are saying that the electoral college does work because they're respecting each state's sovereignty, essentially. Mm-hmm. So each state is, um, it's, it's allocated by population. So you're just giving states that have lower population more of a say in the election. Yeah. Which otherwise they might be disregarded, right? Yeah. Which is why it initially was given. And then a lot of people who want the electoral college to stay, they're saying that this is the only way that you balance the power between the people state and the congress yeah so the people anomaly yes in a democracy that it's not the majority of people who want the president to become president who your state wants to yeah like this whole system which doesn't exist in any other democracy Mm -hmm. yeah which is because like america has checks and balances right they have the congress they have the senate they have this or that so it's like electoral college accounts for all of that is an argument for why it should stay mm-hmm. yeah and then the argument for not staying is it caused a lot of drama aka 20, 2000 yeah. election when some channel announced that al gore won no bush won even though um al gore eventually ended up having more votes right because in florida was a swing state so that was like the biggest point of like contention yeah. like oh my god florida 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 so it didn't even matter about any other state at the point because florida was a swing state and so much drama ensued after that for florida yeah. right and then in last year's election, and I guess the same George Bush election, you didn't win the popular vote, but you still became president. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. The majority of the country didn't want you to be president, but you became president. Are you then governed by the people, for the people, mm-hmm. of the people, or are you governed by the state, for the state, of the yeah, state? Yeah, I know. Oh, electoral it's, college. It's like the electoral college is a messy system. Some can argue that it works. Some can argue that it doesn't. Some can argue that it's giving states who are neglected. It's, it's, we're not we're not really arguing for one side or the other with respect to electoral college, but I think it's worth yeah. looking into it, right? Because mm-hmm. asking your constitutional experts and all in the U.S. to sort of look into it. Yeah, I don't know. Is it the right system? Is it the wrong system? Who knows? But that's just how America does it because they have to be different <laughs> and they know everything. They're yeah. the best. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the American election. I know it's kept a lot of us in like entangled in it for the past three days. I know I kept refreshing my page at work when I should have been working. And <laughs> I did too. Yeah. And it matters. It matters for the whole world. It definitely does. I think and I think it's important to realize that like today I think Zara and I will, I think we just wanted to go to discussion discuss or <laughs> you know, post election or post Biden and thoughts, right? Because that's the thing, it's it's it should be remembered that 
and you know one can argue some listeners could be like well why are we so interested in <laughs> but as we discussed like for the world it matters because what happens in as after cold war u.s is the superpower of the country mm-hmm. of the world right and what happens here or on a like political level at like at the federal level it affects and we've seen a rise in populist leaders post Donald Trump election. We've seen mm-hmm. a lot of countries around the world who might not be practicing democracy entirely, or fine, democracy is not a one-size-fits-all, so people can have different systems. Okay, that's okay. Um, socialism is fine or whatever. But uh, dem- what gov- U.S.'s version of democracy was also about respecting human rights, and a lot of countries were where, where it didn't care about it as much, mm-hmm. right? A lot of marginalized groups felt across the world, especially in a lot of developed nations, that, hey, you know what, one of the most developed nations in the world doesn't give a shit about us. So yeah. So in our country, this mentality—it's it's about it's about people's mindset. Yeah. Right. That you hear the U.S. Talking, you know, shitting on immigrants as much, and then you kind of realize that in the last four years there has been a lot of anti-immigrant sentiment and a lot exactly. of anti-immigrant like uh, statements coming up from even irregular people. Yeah. And who didn't so much, mm-hmm. right? And what Zara said earlier in the episode that a lot of people felt emboldened to actually say it out loud. Yeah. Right. Not the ones that who are just you know basic Republicans. They just care about the pro-gun and pro-life. No. The the the. I'm we're talking about the racist and the sexist bits of those yeah, uh, supporters. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, I completely agree, but I'm hopeful that we're going to live in... Um, yeah, Trumpism is going to keep going. It's going to exist. People, people, People's darkest, deepest inner thoughts have come out. Yeah. Their feelings have come out. They're ready to fight you on the internet. Yeah. But I think conversation can fix that. And, 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 and constructive discussion. Constructive discussion, yeah, disagreements, agreements. Exactly, where you kind of have to realize that, you know what, you can't have it all. Neither side can have it all, mm-hmm. right? Because you, there's no way, like, how does the post work, right? You don't, you have to compromise. Exactly. You can't have it all. Exactly. So as much as the the, the, the right, most Republican supporters might have to compromise, so would the left, right? The yeah. growth, right? Let's be real. Like, a lot of far-left people and their, like, the Green New Deal or uh, democratic socialism, this might not be digestible for a lot of Republicans, exactly. right? And that's fair mm-hmm. for some Republican in, like, even New York. And New York could be, Republicans in New York, they could just be like, well, democratic socialism doesn't work for us. Exactly. And that's okay, mm-hmm. right? These people are not saying, hey, we're, I'm a white supremacist and I love it. Yeah. No, they're just saying that, I don't like the Green New Deal. It doesn't work for me. Exactly. Okay. Every, every voter is entitled yeah. to their opinion, mm-hmm. and it should be respected and uh, discussed, and you sh- they should be listened, unless they're being overtly, outwardly racist, sexist, exactly. uh, anti-LGBTQ. Yeah. You know, uh, to the point that it's gonna cause harm. That's mm-hmm. when I think yes, exactly. You should like when it's gonna cause harm, whether yeah. it's emotionally or yeah. physically. But um, on that note, like. I think discussion really can help because say even if you and I are having an argument about something and like I refuse at this moment, I refuse to listen to your point and I'm 100% sure that I'm right, maybe after I go home I can sleep on, I can sleep on the thoughts that you've said and it's something that's always going to be in my head. That this person that I argued with once told me that they think this is racist and like I don't think it was but it's their experience. Yeah, yeah. So technically someone did feel yeah, like they yeah. were. And any conversation and discussion brings another mm-hmm. perspective. Right? Yeah. And you don't, that's why not just politics, even on a personal level, we have relationships and friendships with mm-hmm. people because we want to get our head out of the rabbit hole because we have our own perspective and we want other perspectives. Yeah, right? exactly. So that's at the end of the day, it's important to realize that there is no like, uh, because Saying, for example, if you're a Trump supporter, unfriendly, I think it's such an extreme statement because you're completely cutting off any sort of line of communication you can have with this other person. Yeah. Right? Just like this other person is looking at you and like, oh my God, you're so hateful. Mm-hmm. Just because I support Trump, you're hating on me without exactly. knowing me. Yeah. Right? Like, this is what's wrong with your kind. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, essentially. And you know, it's a big victory. Kamala Harris, first South Asian beat vice president, first black vice president in America. That's a huge step. First female vice president in America. She's like one of the first for everything. Yeah. And I guess so is Joe Biden, oldest president. But, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, like it's a big deal for a lot of people, yeah. especially for someone like you and me, Maisha, who are coming from another... We're immigrants. We're immigrants in, in Canada. And then on top of that, I I did live in New York for a long time. I lived in America. And at that time, I always thought that nobody who looked like me could ever be vice president, let alone president. Yeah. So I didn't forget just being Bangladeshi or brown, like being a woman, I didn't really see in America someone even though my own country's prime minister is is a woman it's like I look to America as like oh my god women in parliament is still not there because we still don't have a female president in America Mm -hmm. so this is a big big thing for someone like me who grew up in America or someone like me as an immigrant in Canada Mm -hmm. to see a woman in such a high position of power a brown black woman so I'm really happy about that and then with Joe Biden I think we're going to make some good progress in climate immigration racism social inequality everything economy so let's hope for the best. Man's got a big job. Yeah. <laughs> so much to tackle. I know. Yeah. But anyway, we hope that, you know, this conversation that we've had, it's sort of like, we hope that even within your circles, right, you have this conversation because yeah. it, we shouldn't disregard U.S. elections, especially the 2020 election. Because it was representative for a lot of values uh, that a lot of countries hold, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important to understand that, talk about these, right? And because even though it's, in the, it's under the disguise or the guise of uh, U.S. election, you're talking about a lot of the values. Yeah. So we hope you have discussion within your circles and yeah, don't hate on people. <laughs> Heal that division. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Alright guys, see ya.